This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Got Eric with me. We're fresh off of watching the book of Boba Fett, and so clearly it's time for some spoiling of Star Wars. Eric, are you ready to spoil it up? Yeah, and I mean, if we haven't said spoil enough, this is a good warning to anyone new to the the podcast that this is your chance to leave if you did not watch episode one or chapter one or whatever you want to call it. Basically, if you watch Book of Boba Fett this Wednesday, um, you can proceed. If you have not... Pause. Pause the podcast. <laughs> Go watch it. Come back. We'll yeah. be waiting. Yes, we're not to be blamed. So <laughs> right. So yeah, this is awesome. Uh, very excited. You know, first thoughts. Truthfully, as I watched it, I it it was better than the trailer video that they dropped uh, a couple months ago. You know, I don't know your thoughts, but when the trailer came out, I watched it immediately, and I oh, was yeah. kind of like, I was kind of like, ah, okay. You know, I'm. I, we'll, I guess this will be all right. And and. Uh, and I wasn't nearly as excited as I wanted to be because I didn't care. The trailer just didn't do much for me. But as I watched episode one, chapter one, I was like, all right, this is this is definitely doing it for me. And I don't feel like the trailer did it justice, although the trailer did have a lot of the pieces of this episode in it. So what was your initial thought? Did it live up to expectations or what were your expectations? My expectations at this point from pretty much anything coming from Disney plus, whether it's, whether it's a, a Marvel situation or star Wars is that the thing is going to be good. Like I have, I have fairly high expectations of it, of th- these things in general, mm-hmm. but I don't know what I was necessarily expecting specifically. You know what I mean? So it, it lived up to, yep, this is, this is good stuff. Expectation. Okay. If that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. Well, you know what I mean? Like to, like to com- compare and contrast with with the other Disney Plus stuff, like the Mandalorian, like oh new Star Wars, oh it's a Mandal like I wasn't sure who this Mandalorian was or what was going on, so you kind of went into it with a not sure what this is. I guess we'll find out. And the first episode was freaking kick ass, and continued to kick ass, you know, as we went. You know, Wandavision, like I didn't even watch Wandavision when it first came out, because oh. I'm like, eh, this seems weird. I mean, I'm sure it'll be good, but eh, we'll, we'll see. And then I started watching it. I'm like, this is awesome. We are, you know, Abby and I are now hooked. Winter Soldier, it's like, meh. These Falcon Winter Soldier, they, these these characters are okay. We'll see. And I watched it, and it was it was okay. It was it was it was good stuff. It didn't knock my socks off. Loki, I really liked Loki's character, and was excited for him to get a thing. And it definitely delivered. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a, I have a general high expectation of it to be good. And they've generally fulfilled that promise. Some of them have been absolutely kick-ass, like the Mandalorian and Loki. Falcon Winter Soldier was good, but not nearly as good as the others. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like Book of, Book of Boba Fett, based on first episode, did not blow me away as much as, say, the, the first episode of The Mandalorian or Loki. But I'd still say it was, it was very, very good. I, I very much enjoyed it. I'm definitely hooked. I want to see how this plays out and not, not to cut too far ahead, but the way that the episode was a combination of, you know, his current events 
and flashes back to, you know, how he got out of the Scarlack and how that went after that. I like the way they're kind of flipping back and forth between those. And I, I assume that by the end of the, the series, you know, the the flashbacks will catch up with, you know, real time. Oh, yeah. shows up in the Mandalorian, you know, and, and we'll get the full story. And I kind of like that format. So, yeah, no, I appreciated the format as well. I thought that was kind of clever how they did that. And And honestly, I think that was what kind of excited me. We're getting the story that we all asked for for decades. Oh, yeah. All right. How did he survive? How did he do it? And I thought that was great. The one thing that I think that's different is that with the Mandalorian episode one, season one, if this flipped, we'd probably be raving about this as well because it showcased it gave us all those nostalgia vibes. Yeah. You know, but we've already seen that for two seasons. So when we got to interact with Tusken Raiders or we got to go to a new cantina, it didn't have that same vibe or that same excitement. Yeah, so I just think that if we would have watched, if this came out prior, and this was the first episode of the brand new Star Wars series, we'd all be kind of going apeshit crazy, excited. No, I think I think you're 100% right. Yeah, The Mandalorian, it was all it was all new. It was the first Star Wars on TV. I mean, yeah. when, which, as a side note, when you think about it, that's kind of crazy. Star Wars has been around for this long, and it took this long for them to get any kind of TV action. Because we're not counting the, the holiday thing. Well, like, yeah, th- that was that cartoons. was on TV. That was on TV, but that was you know a TV special. That wasn't like a series. And yeah, you've got cartoons, but you know they're cartoons. Like for it to have been this long to get live action Star Wars is is it's kind of mind boggling. And yeah. If they'd have launched, started off with Boba Fett, everyone would have lost their minds. A, because Boba Fett, and B, because it's new live-action Star Wars. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think that's probably why this wasn't... I mean, I, like I said, I was super excited for it to come out. I mean, for the previous two weeks prior to, I'm like, oh, man, one more... Oh, one last down. day. It's almost there. Like, yeah, calendar. seriously. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Pretty much. But... It was, you know, we've seen two seasons of live action Star Wars and like we knew Boba Fett was back, but like, you know, like, you know, they kind of spoiled that previous, previous season of, of Mandalorian when, you know, he shows up sure. and we find out where his armor is and, you know, et cetera, but still finding out how he got there is still exciting and interesting. And I'm still, yeah. Very much and like, I, I don't think, I don't think they did a great job with the trailer to me. I it just, the trailer <laughs> didn't excite me as much. To like make me think, because I heard you know I'm gonna I'm a uh, rule with respect and this and that. I'm like, yeah, we kind of want to see you know I think we just kind of want to see that ruthless Boba Fett, but maybe I'm wrong and and we're gonna find yeah. out why he has changed, which is why I think like these backstories are kind of going to show us somewhat of maybe Boba Fett being humbled, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. And, and, I mean, my Todd Stradamus prediction for this series is that it's going to be good, that you and I are absolutely going to enjoy it. Yes. But that there are going to be a whole bunch of man babies on the Internet that this is going to ruin their childhood. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, God, because it already a, has. It already a, has. It's Star right? Wars. And that's how yeah. this goes. But mainly because like Boba Fett for literally decades was like this awesome, infamous bounty hunter, just just badass, you know, based on look, just looking at him and his armor, two lines of dialogue. And just the story people have built up in their heads for the most part. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, granted, I'm the guy who read all the, the novels and the comic books and whatever and soaked in all the expanded universe, which does nothing but continue to promote how badass Boba Fett is. Mm-hmm. Your average person doesn't like it. He's just this mysterious shrouded mystery figure that you just assume is a badass. And now we're going to start to get his story. We're going to start to see, find out that he's not just some kick-ass dude in a, in a helmet. He actually has a, a, a story of some sort. And like I said, the fact that he's coming with, I'm going to rule with respect and not fear, kind of humanizes him, kind of makes him more of a, you know, intelligent person, and not just a, a killing machine. Yeah. And I feel which, like that's just going to piss in a whole bunch of Wheaties of a sure. bunch of, you know, internet man babies. And Well, I think know. that's the task that they have to tell. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That's basically, I mean, and they might not win and who cares at that point in time. I appreciate it. You know, as I could tell through the episode, I could see that that's kind of what they're doing. And and maybe that's where the trailer kind of ticked me off a bit. And I was being a man, baby, because I'm like, respect what? No, go kill people. This is what you do. <laughs> you know, you like, you don't care about that. You freeze people in carbonite and you take them and you go to the next job, you know, yeah. almost almost kind of like how the Mandalorian was doing it prior to, you know, meeting Grogu and right. earning, you know. So, I mean, it is humanizing these characters, but I'm fine with that because I like a good story. And I think they're yeah. telling a good story. And, and you could tell from episode one from the get go. So. Let's uh, let's get into the nitty gritty, Todd, and let's talk about the question that's been on the minds of people for years. So the escape of the what is it, the Sarlacc? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what did your thought? Was that possible? I mean, was it realistic to you? Is it what you envisioned his escape would be through the years? Oh, yeah. I mean, pretty, pretty much. I mean, it, it was interesting to see from the point of view of inside the Scarlack. That was, uh, I, I don't know that I was necessarily expecting that per se, you know, and I, of course there's been memes all over the internet. Patton Oswald called it in that episode of uh, Parks and Recreation where he's, he's talking about Boba Fett busting out of the, uh, <laughs> the ground. I don't know if you've seen any of those, but there are folks who have no, like, no, synced up, synced up his, his, his little filibuster rant on Parks and Rec about this oh, with like footage that. of it. Oh, it's, it's high quality. Uh, like I expected that, but like to see inside the Scarlack was was interesting. I thought it was weird that there was a stormtrooper in there. Well, that's what I was wondering. So my my thoughts are, you know, obviously the stormtroopers are patrolling the area. We know that the Empire has been on Tatooine, um, you know, patrolling, and that's through right. various episodes of them talking about it. And let's face it, they were looking for droids not so long ago. One easily could have got snatched up, and you know, through time, easily found themselves kind of stuck. Yeah. And so so let me ask you this. Is this what you got? He basically took the oxygen from the stormtrooper, grabbed some for himself to breathe. Right. Right. And then let enough oxygen inside the belly that that would create the, you know, enough combustion or enough fire to just like blow a hole in the side of the Sarlacc. Is that what you got? That's 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 what it seems to be. Me being the super dork that I am. Mm -hmm. um, I was too busy going. Huh. It's weird. There's a stormtrooper in there. What's he doing with the stormtrooper? Air hose. Since when did stormtrooper have air hoses? What? Huh? And by that time, he'd busted out through the surface. Like because I'm that dork who, who mm-hmm. gets into that niche of things. I'm, you know, I'm the jackass who couldn't enjoy it for what it was, but was sitting there thinking, well, technically, stormtrooper outfits don't have an oxygen thing. They seal environmentally and have gas mask filters, blah blah blah. But they don't have yeah. air. Like I'm that jerk. 
Yeah, there was a mo- there was a couple moments in the show that I thought to myself that, and I'm not nearly as um, in the weeds as you. But n- needless to say, whatever that stormtrooper was doing, and that's whatever you know, Boba Fett got to, and he basically blew a hole out, and I guess he dug through the sand, which I was oh, like, yeah. man, that has to be difficult. Like oh. to get traction, I'm like, so I was thinking maybe he uses like jetpack, maybe to kind of like fuel him slowly, <laughs> you know, up well, through his jetpack. His his jetpack is broken. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember Han uh, Solo torqued that thing, and that's well, like because originally that was always my thought is well he's got a jetpack, you just fire that bad boy up and boom you're back you're back now. Yeah, but, but, yeah. No, well, he made it out. He was beat to hell. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Which which this plays perfect over to the Marshall episode of The Mandalorian. I believe it was chapter chapter one, season two, where, yeah. you know, the jaw was snatch everything from him. And that's where, you know, the Marshall ends up buying everything, which is like, I love that. I love how it all plays together and makes sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, and obviously and that makes sense that they would be going to Jabba's wreckage because that's what they do. Oh, yeah. so. So, like, that was perfect, you know, which is surprising that they wouldn't. I mean, I guess they wouldn't take him. They just leave him for dead because they just stole all his stuff. Yeah. But in the sense where the marshal were, has a very similar arc, I believe. Well, he actually had gems, too. So I guess that's yeah. why they let him aboard ship, <laughs> you know. Well, I think so, he was in slightly better shape, too. Oh, uh, yeah, I think so, because uh, poor Boba Fett looked like he was about fried to death. His oh, gray bodysuit was white, which imagine the amount of sand and wind damage that ha- that had to do over such a period of time. Several, oh, I just you know, I just assumed that was that was digestive shenanigans. It could it could be. I mean, either way, he's. I mean, if that did it to his skin, luckily he had the helmet and stuff on because I mean, imagine oh, yeah. that would have roughed him up. And throughout the episode, he looked like a he. You know, it was painful to even watch. I'm like, man, that has to oh. hurt. From someone just who being, got sunburned, yeah. Oh, just being out in in twin suns on a desert, yeah. all day because the the Tuscans clearly just did not care. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like, how are you even like alive, dude? <laughs> like yeah, after everything that that oh, gone on. Oh, and that and they made him walk. I'm like, yeah. And then imagine when he fell, like how the the your your forearms would just be. Ripped to shreds, I would think. Oh well, I mean, your your forearms, your 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 arms in total that you're being dragged by would be ruined. And also, oh, yeah. you know, I don't care if you're face down or face up, you're being dragged across the desert. You are basically, I mean, imagine setting up your your treadmill with some heavy grit sandpaper, and then just lying down on it, and then just letting it just grind yeah. and grind you. Like that's yeah. like, oh man, you you so, bastard. <laughs> yeah, and you you definitely have to have some appreciation, which makes it e- makes it easier for me to realize like he couldn't beat a Tuscan Raider in a hand to hand combat, you know. Not in the shape get... he's in. Yeah. No, like he's just beat the hell. So I mean, it does make you, you know, skipping far ahead, which which we'll get to um, when he kills the the six armed beast type thing. You you yeah. do realize how much of a badass he is because let's face it, he is still getting you know he's not like he's being rejuvenated. It's not like he's getting a spa treatment, you know, <laughs> right after right. this. I mean, he is still damn near dead walking, you know, without water, digging, doing all this stuff. And um, it's still able to kill this beast. So for the moments of weakness, you see, you also see like they're doing a good job to say, yeah, he's still a complete badass. So get him at 100 percent and you're going to have some troubles, oh, which, yeah. you know, which was pretty apparent in the Mandalorian season, too. Like he kicked ass in that show. So, oh, like, yeah. there's no reason for us not to believe he's uh, still the badass we once envisioned. It's just that we have to see a little bit of his basically being humbled by Tusken Raiders. Yeah. 
So yeah. overall, I mean, there wasn't a ton that happened. I mean, there was a ton that happened, but not anything of like this is a pivotal moment. Hence, this is the beginning of the series. Right. Um, but I have lots of creature questions for you. Yeah, uh, which I, I think will open I up. I may or may not be able to help you. We'll, we'll, we'll see sure. what you got. Well, well, let let's talk about those lovely Tuscan Raiders. Okay. Okay. So what the hell is going on with their faces? Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are these masks? Or are these like? Or do they have like a face where they're covering it up with with like, um, you know, cloth because of the heat? Are are the like? I don't know if this has ever been this explored in your your books or so forth, but I question. I'm like, all right, they all look the same, and they have like, right. but they have like metal eyes and like almost like metal mouth type things. And I'm like, right. those are those like their actual faces, or are those some type of devices that they put on there to protect them? Do you have any information on that? Yes and no. I mean, okay. when it comes to the the sand people and also the Jawas, okay. Like, what you see is what you got. Like they don't like they don't go into describe like I think, you know, you look at Jaws like they're little people in mm-hmm. robes and you really can't see any of their actual features. Their eyes glow, no. which is weird. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like I said, in all of my, you know, research from role playing game manuals, etc., like no one has ever taken the hood down on a jaw. Sure. To see what it is. Like I think they go so far as to say that they're that they're sort of rodent like. Okay. But they don't get into a whole lot of detail. Same thing for the Tuscan Raiders. Like the Tuscan Raiders are they're desert nomads who are, you know, very aggressively, you know, about their, their territory and you know, they're shrouded in mystery and no one has ever been able to, you know, take one alive to look under the thing. Like there's no solid details. It's generally assumed that because I mean it's Star Wars. It's entirely possible that these are folks who somehow organically have metal tubes grown out of their face for their eyes, you know, and they're just wrapped up in whatever, but it's generally assumed that they're, if not human, human noid. And like the, the, the metal tubes in front of their eyes are like goggles of some sort to protect sure. against this, the sand and stuff getting in. And then probably like, like some type of ventilation thing for their mouth, their mouth, like, their mouth things are like some sort of breath mask. So they're not sucking yeah. in sand and so forth. Like that's, that's what's generally assumed. And, what, and, the, and the spikes it's, on it's the head. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here, yeah. here's the thing is this was, these were both Jawas and Tusken Raiders are created in, you know, the initial star Wars film, which at that point in time, they probably didn't know, <laughs> that it or would care. be dissected. It's like, oh, this enough. looks cool. This yes. this is the des- this is the this is the sand person. Cool. Yeah. This looks badass. This looks menacing. We'll use that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jawas. Let's just take a bunch of uh, you know, little people and we'll we'll give them goggles so that their eyes glow and we'll put them in oversized hoods so you That's can't it. see them and we'll just call them aliens and no one yeah. will give a shit. Well, here yeah. we are decades later. What exactly does a Tuscan Raider smell like? Like, yeah, yeah they didn't envision this <laughs> but it was nice to see it was nice to see different variations and obviously mm-hmm. there's like there's a chief and you know they look slightly different and then you had the warrior one that beat the hell out of him and and all that jazz so that was yeah. uh but but it was it was definitely cool and and from all the you know all the flashback scenes you know i feel like the youngest the youngling is going to have some some bigger piece of the puzzle here like they reference him and they show him quite frequently well yeah yeah, you, you got to think he's got to have some I mean, other role 
in it or will come in play at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and this was a little different, different um, than the Mandalorian who spoke, uh, you know, sign language and or some Tuscan. So as I rewatched the, the Marshall where this is where they team up and they go against that, uh, the, the dragon. You right. know, and watch the interactions that they're very civil and, and so forth, where like this one, they're like completely beasts. Like they almost everything that, you know, the marshal and everybody talked about Tuscan Raiders. You see it here. Like they're dragging yeah. a guy for death. They allow the younglings just to go like beat him. I mean, he becomes a human pinata. Like I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, OK. And then it's just forms of torture in a sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, OK, you know, that's uh, that is exactly what we expected. Um, but I will tell you the little bottles of water. What what's yeah. going on there? Do, has, has that ever been explored in your I expanded per- universe? I can Professor Todd this and make shit up, but I'm just not Ooh, even. Let's not no, do I'm, that. I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not familiar with that. The whole dig for the little little. I mean, they looked almost like shells filled with water. Yeah. Like I don't know what. Well, that makes are. sense. No. Well, I mean, that makes. Fine. I mean, it, it makes sense that something creates those or drops those. Um, funny enough, they do actually drink out of one of those. Um, at the fireside chat in the Marshall oh, yeah. episode, um, but it, that one was like stinky and uh, it, like had some type of black soot come out of it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, very, it's very interesting. I thought that was you know unique and a new little take yeah. on you know it makes sense that this is how you can get water you know and that's perfectly fine because I don't know anything of you know no one's told me you know that there's no I guess water pockets or little grenades full of water and Tatooine. I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that works out. So what do you, what do you think about present day? So present day, you know, I mean, for the most part, the flashbacks all kind of tell the story. He gets out, he's, you know, stripped of his armor. He becomes a slave slash like, oh, I don't know, uh, tortured servant <laughs> of the right. Tuscan Raiders. At the very end, he kind of earns their respect by saving the youngling, which maybe is like the, Maybe it's the tribe's kid or something, or, you know, the yeah. the leader's kid or something. And then they yeah. offer him his own water. Um, well, I thought it was funny because they they come back in and the kid's carrying the head. Oh yeah. And the, he's taking the credit. kid. The kid is clearly taking credit, like he's the badass who did it. But like the chief is smart enough to be like, yeah, no, that's here. Here you go. Yeah, dude. Good good exactly. job, you. Like, no, mm-hmm. but no. I guess I'd have to go back and look at it again because I've only watched this once. I saw it on Wednesday, and we haven't had a chance to chat, and I haven't had a chance to rewatch it. I think you've rewatched it a couple of times yeah. uh, since then. But would you say it's about 50-50 present-day flashback? Oh, it or is. Or is there, more, is there it... more flashback than not? No. Because to no, me, I mean... it feels like there was more flashback than not. Uh, he flashbacks. If he's in his dunking tank, <laughs> his healing tank, He. Yeah. It, it, it seemed to me that's when the flashbacks were taken. So it probably was about 50-50, you know, okay. and they do a really good job going back and forth, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and they end with the flashback, you know. By the time he gets back to the thing, that's when they finish the story of him, you know, killing that sixth-armed uh, creature. Do you know what that is? No, nope, that's that a, a new one. That's a new yeah. one for me. One thing I do sometimes um, is I listen to or I watch shows with closed caption on, and that's yeah. how you can gather names easily mm. and they just yeah. reference him as sand creature so okay <laughs> i assume that he did not have a name um he definitely reminded me of something that you would see out of you know the clash of the titans like i think that's that, yes yes i, I yeah, mean absolutely. i just feel like he was like uh, an homage to the claymation stuff just the way he moved and looked um yeah. and uh goro from uh 
from Mortal Kombat was um one yeah. th- that was the creature with four arms and two legs. So I I liked it. It was interesting. Um new characters, new creatures that can now join your you know Star Wars universe. That's always fun. Uh, and I had no issues with it. So it was, it was perfectly yeah. fine and uh was fun. So yeah. let's move let's move to the modern day, Todd. So yes. what was the last scene? What did we see at the end of the Mandalorian? Like what was the setup for the book of Boba Fett? I mean, it was just him walking into the the palace formerly known as Jabba's, walking up to Bib Fortuna, basically like, hi, yeah, hey, turns out I lived, I'm back, and I'm going to take your job, offs him, and then he sits in the throne. Like, that's that's really all the intro we've, okay. we've gotten on this. Yeah, and this so... kind of picks up from there. I think it's, I found it odd that he spends so much time in a back-to-tank. Because I guess I really wasn't led to believe from what we saw of him in The Mandalorian that he was in particularly rough shape. Like, I mean, he looked weathered. You could tell that he'd seen better days, but he didn't seem sickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so when, you know, the show opens and he's in a back to tank, it's like, hmm, I wonder what's happened to him. And then, you know, they do the flashbacks and they come back. It's just like, no, he just sleeps in a back to tank, apparently. And like later on in the episode, he gets into a fight. I don't even think it doesn't feel like he even gets roughed up that badly. He's just, yeah, there's. Yeah. I mean, he got shot he's a, quite, he, quite frequently, but right. I, mean, I don't know what I, you know, I'm not going to take that, but I mean, I don't know. I this mean, is Boba Fett and star Wars. They, they can I mean, take quite a beating. I guess, I guess here's the thing now that I think of it, right. There's plenty of times I go through life, you know, I, I get nicks or cuts, you know, I'm doing something with, you know, my mini painting and I nick myself with an exacto knife. Right. I'm going to mm-hmm. go grab a Band-Aid or maybe sometimes it's not even that bad. And I'm like, eh, it'll be fine, you know, but I like, can go grab the Band-Aid, whatever. Um, so I'm not feeling that great. I'll go take an ibuprofen or something just around the house, whatever. You know, if I were super rich and lived with my own, you know, urgent care facility as part of my house, maybe I would take my exacto <laughs> up to the doctor to get it butterflied or I mean, I guess if you if you're running the joint. And you're not feeling tip top. Why not just dip into the back to tank? You know, like, like sure. Why, why wouldn't you? I guess. It I mean, I yeah, me. I'm I'm fine with maybe that. Maybe he isn't. Maybe he isn't. You know, per se sickly. It's just, well, shit. If you liked water beds, wait till you've tried sleeping in back to like <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I I've never. Uh, yeah, I can't say I've tried it. I guess, you know, relaxing in a tub. Yeah, I guess would be yeah. the closest. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you. I mean, I assume that's some type of healing. Maybe there's some type of solution in there that helps you heal. I don't know. I, I got the the vibe that, you know, he is trying to get back to full. But then that the question that I started asking myself is how far along is this? All right. So from the flashback scenes, we obviously know that has to be, oh, I would say, within 24 hours of uh, Jabba's, you know, barge crashing. You know, like it, it's this is the first time the Jawas get to it. It seems fresh. I don't think he would have been able to sustain or live beyond that. He's probably unconscious for several hours, maybe. I don't know how long that would work. But well, I I I think it's I think it's extremely fresh. The sheer I, yeah. fact that 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 they that they went out of their way to show him tapping oxygen from the stormtrooper. Got it. Makes me think that a there's no air down there. And B, he needs air. So, like, if there's no air down there and he didn't have air, like, he couldn't have been down there unconscious for hours. He would have suffocated. 
Yeah. Like, I think it's like he hit the wall of the sail barge, got knocked out, fell down into the thing. Like, just enough time for him to, you know, come to. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, enough time for that battle to have finished and the fires to have died down. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like all the longer he realistically could have been in there. And then, so, and then we know from the last season that obviously the, uh, this is, shoot, five years? You know, what was it, five years after the Battle of, uh... Battle of Endor? I think so. I think Yeah, that's, so, so, I, I mean, he's been a nomad. Serves. He's been a nomad for about five years, right? Yeah. So he didn't want yeah. to go take his throne back until he got his armor or got, you know, so I don't think he's, like, healing from his wounds from all this Tuscan Raider abuse. So, I mean, yeah. maybe he's just had long-term abuse and he's, you know, trying to prolong, you know, his, his life. I don't know. But like you said, maybe he's just got his own urgent care and he's just well, all about it, which is fine. And, you know, which here's is- here's another thing that really hadn't occurred to me. Because I often forget that Boba Fett is, in fact, a clone. Yeah. It, it might not be medical, per se, in terms of any specific condition. It just might be a... You know, on page 843 of the care and maintenance of your clone manual, mm-hmm. it's look, if you want them to last the long haul, give them a back to dip on a, on the regular to keep things, you know, moving. That, there you go. That's we've solved it. <laughs> we found, <laughs> you looked at the manual and you got the page number and everything. So, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that. I mean, that's definitely realistic to me. So when they move to the uh, the offerings. We saw what an aquila, aqualush. Is that aqualish? Yeah, yeah. I feel um, like there was an aqualush in there. All right. So here's here's the big. This is where the fanboy came out because I recall long ago, when we were going to play some type of Star Wars role playing, that the tran tran finish this word for me. What is it? Tran. Trandoshan. Trandoshan. They don't have vocal cords, right? I always, I from what I understood is they could not talk. Oh no, that, so tran, Trandoshans can talk. They can talk. I mean, they're okay. they, like Bosk. Yes. And, and his kind. Yeah. They, they show them talking all the time. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, right. a, it, it's weird reptilian stuff. Like, I feel like he had a voice, but OK. Yeah, they can talk. No, I think what you're thinking is, is Wookiees don't have the right vocal cords to speak English. Got it. They can understand it. They just can't speak it. And I can mm-hmm. see how you get tripped up because Trandoshans and but Wookiees are, are ancestral enemies. enemies. I mean, the dude, the dude, the Trandoshan who was bringing tribute to Boba Fett. Yeah brought a stack of Wookiee pelts. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I noticed that. So who did, when he referenced that he worked for him, so that must have been a guy that uh, – that must have been a transition that he worked for. I, I was – the first time around I watched it, I'm like, is that – he's talking about work with Bosk, thinking it was Bosk, but no, he said he worked yeah. directly for that guy. So, all right, well, then that's good. That My nerd my nerd radar, I'm like – but I, I thought <laughs> – for some reason, I thought they couldn't talk, and that was like, oh, but now they're doing that. And I'm like, I don't really care because nobody would know. You know, just like people <laughs> – um, but I, I was under the impression that they couldn't talk. So that, that is good for me. So we get the, we get the gentleman. So apologies it was the word, um, was the Pee Wee Herman's word of the day. Yeah. So every time somebody said apologies, all the creatures came out of Jabba's palace and just started screaming much like in Pee Wee's playhouse. Right. <laughs> That's and, and, and those of us watching at home need, had to take a shot that yes. Yeah. There were, but it, it was funny that that must've been like the, like, what's the, uh, what's the, the creature called um the, the, twi- the twilight twi- yeah yeah well the, he was he was all about it and he was a very funny odd character and that's obviously that was the little nuggets that's like okay what's gonna happen with these guys this mayor guy yeah. um yeah so that's one of the little things that's like all right can't wait to see what's going on here this seems seems like it's gonna become messy 
Um, oh, I feel like it's going to become messy unless this mayor seriously has something going on that like I'm keen to see what that is because that whole exchange just boggled my mind like okay presumably this mayor was paying tribute and was you know kind of involved or under Jabba when Jabba was running things uh-huh. okay he's a hut huts are known for having power and influence beyond just you know Tatooine and Jabba like all the huts together like it's it's like the mafia or the yakuza mm. or any other major crime thing like you just don't screw with those guys okay cool and presumably when jabba passed and bib fortuna took over things carried on which makes me think okay maybe it's less about the big crime syndicate thing and more about jabba has local power which now bib fortuna has and therefore this this mayor guy needs to keep his shit in line he's gonna pay his tribute whatever but somehow to go from Bib Fortuna's crime situation on Tatooine, oh, I need to pay tribute and pay attention, to Boba Fett has got, just walked in, took him out, and is taking over. I don't need to worry about him. He should pay yeah. me. I'm real keen to find out what's going on with this mayor, that he thinks that that's a good move. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think this mayor situation is uh... – is going to be interesting not to mention that the other the underlying issue that we have in the flashbacks is that we have that um that ransacking of the house or that that Mm -hmm. um so those are the two like drops of all right this is what's going to happen so i think in the flashback scenes we're going to see what's going on with the you know the people that are taking over and and raiding people's houses or what have you and then obviously the mayor is going to be the major issue here in the, the 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 current which yeah. we don't know, you know, we have the giant battle scene with the the ninja warriors, right. uh, which we assume is coming from someone like the mayor or so forth. We don't know. I'm sure we'll find that out because we have a captive at the end of that that scene. Right. Correct. Yes. Um, yes. But the most important issue is um, the blue creature playing the piano that cannot be the same blue creature that was on the barge. Correct. You don't think that's Max Rebo? You don't think he I don't got, you don't think he escaped? From the barge? I don't know. That's the you don't question. you don't think? Well, he what they were playing on the barge, correct? I feel like they were. I feel like the music definitely made it sound like that. But you know what? I'm not sure. And darn it, if there isn't a part of my brain that makes me feel like I remember hearing some backstory about how they escaped from the barge, like they got out of there before it exploded, or somehow missed that gig. But it's. Well, that's the question. My, the memory's not as great as it was, and I would actually have to look up to find out what that was. Well, and I mean, that's further had... complicated by a lot of the old expanded universe became non-canonical once Disney took over. So, depending on well, where if I they had a story, nugget, yeah, if that happened and they said that you know he escaped in the, if there's reasonable belief that he escaped. Him showing up playing. Unless that, you know, at this point in time, what are the creatures that are, you know, playing the the music in the cantina and that we saw playing like the guitar? The the, what, all right. Yes. So they must they must be very musically. That must be like their thing, you know, like their family heritage is like we're all all of our species are going to learn how to play music. And well, really you've good got at it. You've got two choices, and with Star Wars, it really could go either way. It's either that particular Bith was one of the original folks in Fagrindan's modal nodes band that was playing in the cantina in episode four. 
Okay. And he just never got around to leaving Tatooine. And he's a musician, and this is what he does. And Bob's your uncle. Boom, there he is. That, uh-huh. That's option one. Or option two, Star Wars, while I don't think they're maliciously so, is a little bit racist when it comes to its aliens because they tend to be like, all Rodians are bounty hunters. All Twi'leks are, are dancers and negotiators. All Bith are musicians. Like, it could go either way. You know what sure. I mean? And then all the blue creatures that be, are Max Rebo-like are... are well, and that's the players. thing. The, you've got two choices. It's either, it's either that's Max Rebo... Yeah. Or all these little blue elephant dudes are keyboard players, which yeah. I don't I don't know. I feel like that one would upset me more. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm Max all for it. Listen, like, I'm I can all see for it being, being Max him. Rebo. Yeah. I would love it yeah. to be Max Rebo. I mean, that sounds great if that's the case. And, like, the fact is, uh, you know we can go back to the footage and see if there's a reasonable cause for his escape. I feel like you've either told me or I've heard it myself that somehow they escaped on the barge because I believe they showed up somewhere else or did something. Um, there's some other expanded universe style. Yeah. That's what I'm so, saying. I feel like I remember hearing or seeing them somewhere and there was some vague notion of why they didn't die on the barge. But again, yeah. I, I could not cite my right, sources. Well, needless to so. say, I will tell you that this really cool for me is that they have the, um, one of the droids that flies at Star Tours and uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Uh, oh, the yeah? original, yeah, he was the DJ, or he was the one like dealing the cards, I believe. Um, that is a creature that is known to fly the Star Tours. Uh, in the in the original ride, it was uh, it was a I think it was RX something. Rex is basically what they called him, and okay. he was um, he was voiced by Pee Wee Herman which is fun little trivia for you. But oh. essentially he was the one that drove the Star Tours ship around and took you through on an adventure. Now he was later replaced. Um, and now C-3PO is the one that does that at the rides. But he, his exact character actually ended up in the new um, the new expansion of uh, Galaxy's Edge. And he is the actual DJ in one of the uh, canteens. So he actually oh. plays the music. So seeing his form like here, I'm like, all right, so basically they're really good pilots and they're not too bad at, you know, uh, you know, DJing and or tabletop games, I guess. So there I was excited go. to see that. So the Disney, the Disney fan, the nerd, Disney theme park nerd all geeked out when they saw that. Yeah. And I completely missed that. It was not aware. So that that's a fun little Easter egg off the Absolutely. Pay attention to that next watch through. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, all it is is you know, it's obviously one of the characters that drive. But needless to say, did you see the drummer, the the uh, R two unit that was the drummer? That was <laughs> that interesting. Was, that was fun. I was like, all yeah. right, good, good. I'm glad they're really, you know, they're utilizing their droids much better than they well, used to. It's it's funny because when they when they when they started that scene and there's music and okay we see we see the Max Rebo like figure doing his thing in the Bith. Like one of my thoughts were. I wonder if those are both the original guys and they mm-hmm. just never left Tatooine followed by, man, they, they're just really getting their money's worth out of these props and those interim instruments. You got to think there's other instruments to be played. And right as I was starting to think, you know, I don't know that you see very many drummers. They pan to the droid rocking out the set. And I was like, all right, thanks. Cool. Good, there good you anticipation go. of you did it. Yeah. <laughs> and fulfillment there of what I'm looking for. So now, yeah, no, I think, um, I mean, overall, I thought the episode was very interesting. Lots of open questions, which is what you get from a season one or an episode one. Oh like, yeah. The questions I want to answer and I feel like they're going to take us on a great ride to tell us the stories. And it's kind of cool that we get to see the backstory 
and you know and what's currently going on which will obviously lead to other shows i'm sure you know or other paths um and they have pl- and they did enough job for me at least they were like all about the creatures all about like the little little hidden you know easter eggs for people like myself that like to see you know max rebo for instance you know right um you and i are actually having the conversation is it really max rebo where most people probably are like yeah that's that guy from you know return of the jedi you know like that's and so they kind of can help both audiences where we are going to talk about it for 10 minutes and other people would just be in (laughs) passing you know right so i thought it was i thought it was good episode i'm very much looking forward to it it'd be very difficult for me to say to come on here and be like yeah that was shit so take, take it for what it is as someone yeah. who just generally appreciates Star Wars and things that have been released on Disney Plus. Uh, right. What is your overarching like thoughts or remarks? Much, much the same. Like, like I said, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I feel like at the top of this episode, I kind of maybe sounded like I was down on it just because it wasn't as hyped up as The Mandalorian or, sure. you know what I mean? But I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Absolutely. Abby and I both watched it. We both both enjoyed it definitely looking forward to the next one i'm curious to see how it all pans out i really like the format of the the one of the flashbacks in the present day no i i, I super enjoyed it i guess here's my question eric and maybe you know this maybe maybe you don't is this intended to just be a single like one shot mini series situation well you I'm, know I, somehow i feel like that's the impression i was left with is that like well unlike the mandalorian that's going to be an ongoing thing this is like a we're going to do this Boba Fett piece, do this miniseries, call it done. Like, yeah, maybe I he think, or some other folks might show up in some other things, but. Well, I, the way I look at it this way is I honestly think that it all depends on sales. And I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, plush dolls being sold. And maybe this is the only book of Boba Fett season, but there's no reason why they wouldn't get to current time. And, and Boba Fett now is in the Mandalorian, you know, and they're, you right. know, so I, Believe me, if this is a success, this won't be the last you see of them. It's just that's right. not how it works. So right. I would I would venture to say, well, you know, to be seen, to be, you know, but, you know, but you got to almost take it as if it's only going to be a one season thing because they have not announced otherwise. But usually by yeah. episode six or so, they'll start saying, well, guess what? We're going to make another season or yeah. we're going to continue to tell the story. Who knows if they tie it up? I mean, that for all we know, Boba Fett could die at the end of this. We, we, we you know, <laughs> we, we don't yeah, know. I mean, yeah, so, you're, you're right. So a little early to call, but I, I just know from these properties, like they're not going to not make money. You know, like we thought like WandaVision seemed like it should have been like a one and done. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, since that was somewhat of a success like yeah. that. They don't figure out. All right. Let's, you know, one division two with an alternate universe. Like, right. That's just how things are. So yeah. we'll see. And I and I so. believe the fact is, if you're listening to this now, you've had a full week and now you can watch the newest episode and then we'll be back with that commentary here uh, the following Wednesday. Is that correct? Sounds about right. Yep. If the listeners listen to this on the day that it drops, that is how that will work. Yes. Yes. OK, you know, that's if you, if you you downloaded this and it's been sitting in your pocket for the last four months, I, you know, I, I can't help you. Well, that's a good reason to subscribe. Maybe, and maybe you just hang yeah. on to them all and binge listen to them all at once. Like, I don't know. I'm not responsible for the listeners choices. There you go. You're correct. <laughs> all right. Sounds good to me. Well, thank you, Eric. This has been an enjoyable conversation. Thank you, everyone, for, for joining us as we've spoiled Star Wars. Until next time, I hope you all have a good one.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you'll find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Thank you.